This week's episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Mom Pa's Roadside Stand. Mom Pa's Roadside Stand. No, just kidding. Actually, Ma and Pa got kidnapped and killed by crazed people escaped from a lunatic asylum. And you'll never guess what? That isn't apple butter. Ew! Ew. What a twist, Kristen. Mm. Mm. Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kist. And or am I? Ah! We are the co-authors <laughs> of a science fiction comedy book series called Prison, prison Dad. That's right. Like there's a I don't know a bunch of Prison Dad books that we Lots wrote. Of them. They're really funny. And there's more coming. Yeah, yeah. it's not going to stop. Actually, it's going to stop at some point. At some point. Yes. But anyway, not anytime because soon. So all good things must come to an end, Frodo. <laughs> um. So we took a week off. Yes, because happy 4th of July! I hope you watched Jaws like I did! Ooh, everyone can take a drink already. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it was we were going to do less podcasts this year. Mm-hmm. And then I realized we had 20, 25 shows done already. Yep. So we decided to take a break for a week to celebrate Birth of America. America. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great Watch nation. your neighbors blow up part of America. Yep. Or their fingers. Yeah. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Blow up an eye? That would be impressive. Mm, it happened. It happened sure. in, in part of my family that we married into. It wasn't. <laughs> not blood. But it did. <laughs> anyway, we have a prison dad short story that's in our book that is now volume five. Mm-hmm. Um, called Things Called that- Firecrackers. Uh-huh. In, yes, yeah, that's in a good Fourth of five. July story. So if you're looking for a fun Fourth of July read and you mm-hmm. haven't already read you know that or Stephen King's uh, drunken fireworks. There you go. Some reading list things for you folks. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Fourth of July. We're here to talk about M. Night Shalomalamading Dong <laughs> and the films Shaman. that he has tortured us with. That's so, right, yeah. Manu Shyamalan and his fine. <laughs> so yeah, um, we're, we're not really a fan of these films. No, although I've tried and I keep trying to give him a chance. Um, a lot of people out there really root for him, too. I mean, I like that he films in Pennsylvania, like, props to They're pre- PA, like, props Philly. To Philly. Philly, yeah. You know? I just wish that his stories were better. The actors he gets are good. Well, yeah. But I just... They're good-looking movies, and they're, and they're, movies. and they're, you know, they're just not well-written. Um, they're... They're not even, like, B-movie... B no, because they're not funny. They're no. just disappointing. They're, yes, exactly. It's, it's extremely disappointing. So like, we're going to walk likes through... bad movies, like, legit bad movies, right. as much as I do. I watch sci-fi and Lifetime all the time. But you know those movies are supposed to be corny and yeah. not turn out to be a right. meaningful thing. So my, I, I really came up with the idea from this podcast when I saw Michelle Wolf on The Daily Show talking about how... You know, all these people are like, oh, well, if Wonder Woman doesn't succeed, which it did, it was going to be the end of, like, you know, female superhero movies. She's like, wait a minute, Superman didn't succeed, but he still came back in an even worse movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and constant failure, like, Iron Man 2 was, like, a failure. And Robert Downey Jr. is now the most powerful, you know, he's, like, the most highest-paid actor in um, Hollywood. Right. So and then they made this big deal about a wo- you know Michelle Wolf was kind of like you know how can you say this about a woman's you know this happening to like a a, a woman that like a, a female centered superhero movie directed by a woman like would this just destroy everything for the entire gender 
Well, they you give know. us so few chances when you have a badge. Yeah. So this guy, he's made flop after flop, and uh, we're going to yeah. go. We're going to go critically panned, not just us being sad. No, bad movies. But let's start off with with the movie that made him a hit, though, was The Sixth Sense. Uh, so, when I first saw this movie, I was like, "All right, cool." That was good. I didn't really see that coming, but it made sense at the end. Right. Now, okay. The Sixth Sense came out in 1999. Yeah, really, really long time ago, back before Dave Chappelle had kids. I saw um, it in the theater. I and did not. I saw it in the theater, and I saw a Fight Club trailer with it. Because oh, I remember thinking how that, it was like, the Fight, Fight Club, Club trailer was like more interesting than the Sixth Sense movie. Um, it was an 85, it's got like an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. And, uh... Before we go any further, we want to know that we are going to spoil every single one of these movies because they all have a gimmick. Yeah, so if you really have a hard on for M. Night Shalom limiting And for some reason you haven't seen his movies, then don't. We're going to spoil every single one of them because they're they're really bad. So, the twist. It's all about the twist. So, I think it's so funny in that that terrible Adam Sandler movie where. 50 First Dates? I love 50 First Dates. I like Memento. That was a better movie. Okay, fine. But. You know, she's like every day. She has to watch. You know, makes them watch like the Sixth Sense. Yeah, because she doesn't remember the end. Right, but like nah. to me, that movie, The Sixth Sense, though, once you watch it more than once, it like, like you know, you watch it once, you watch it a second time to pick up all the cues. Then after that, you're just like, Meh. Uh, what's on Sports Center? Pretty much. Whereas I have watched Fight Club many, many times and still picked up other things that I'm like, oh yeah. So the twist in this movie is that Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. And then he never actually... It's so twisty! And it was done in a great manner. It really was. Yeah, because the little kid, Haley Joel Osment, which I don't know what happened to his life, but um, I know he, he was on those silly Will Ferrell fake movies, but I don't know what happened to him anyway. Um, but, you know, he can see other dead people. Are you talking about... And it seems like... Bruce Willis is trying to, like, help him with that, so you don't automatically assume that Bruce Willis is also dead, because his mom he talks to, and she's not dead. But, like, Misha Barton from the OC, or whatever that crappy show was, she plays the, like, the little girl whose mom had Munchausen's and poisoned her, and she's dead. And, you know, he sees, like, other dead people. Yes. And he even says it in, like, that really spooky way, like, I see dead people. I see dead people. Yeah. Which everybody made jokes about for, like, the next few years. I think I still make jokes about it. Probably. Like, when I see someone I haven't seen in a while? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. So then it was like, oh, the whole time he was dead. He didn't even know he was dead, and that's why his wife wasn't talking to him. Not because she was being mean, but because he was dead. He was dead. Oh, dead. So, you know what? You got us. Fine. Yeah. And it was cool. You could definitely see some Philly neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. Totally, like... It's kind of fun. The Philly architecture, that was great. I like Bruce Willis, so... Okay, fine. So, we move on. Next... The next year, his follow, his, his follow-up movie comes through. And this is a movie, when it came out, nobody liked it. But then in the last, like... I feel like the last, like, six or seven years, people will keep talking about how much they like it. And that's Unbreakable. I was really excited before this movie came out because I was like, ooh, Bruce Willis and hey, Samuel L. Jackson, like, that's a fun combo. They did that in, like, one Die Hard movie. Yeah, I was say, it was a fun Die Hard time. movie, yeah. I was like, I like those two guys. I'll watch it. Like, maybe there'll be a fun twist. 
And then I watched it, and I was like, meh, meh. Okay, so um, the score of Unbreakable on Rotten Tomatoes is 68%. This came out in 2000. And the twist is that Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson are actually arch enemies and super nerds. Yeah, it was supposed to be like this whole comic book thing, I think. Ooh, what a twist. At the end of it where it was like, oh, he's the guy that can never die no matter what happens to him, even if he gets in a train wreck. And the other guy, because like the universe must just balance itself, you know, like Superman and all that kind of stuff, he just breaks if you sneeze at him. Right. Oh, so they have to be arch enemies, uh-huh. like in comic books. Yeah, so that was a really weak twist, the fact that you know, Mr. Mister Glass was trying to find his arch nemesis. But the thing, yeah. the thing about this movie... So, you know, he caused a train wreck, which Bruce Willis survived. Right. The thing in this movie that made me laugh hysterically was when Bruce Willis, like, uh, he was, like, chasing the guy, and he gets stuck on, like, the pool cover, and he's, like, trying to swim, because his weakness is water. Yeah. And he's, like, trying to swim on top of the pool cover. It's this, like, five-minute scene of, like, Bruce Willis trying to sl- swim in slow motion on top of the pool cover. It's just the dumbest thing. It's the dumbest thing. It's yeah, dumb. water's kind of a pussed-out weakness to have, because yeah. it's so common. Yeah. Like, if you have water gunfights or water balloons, like, that guy turns to, like, slush. Like, that's not really helpful. No, Kristen, I think it was more like he couldn't swim. Mm. Like, it's so standing water. Weak. Like, if he was, like, in a pool or something like that. But it's Earth. Yeah, we'll get to water weakness pretty soon in another movie. Overall, um, I only ever saw Unbreakable once. I saw it in the theater, and uh, it was, like, Casey, Jen, and I, and we were really, we were making fun of it, like, the whole time. So there was nobody there, you know? I and- saw it on DVD, and I was like, oh, mm, Okay. So the next movie came out in 2002, and that's Signs. I did not see this. I saw this one in the theater as well. Snailians. You know I love a good alien th- alien movie. I like Snailians, too, and I thought it was neat, the crop circles. You were trying to explain that. Yeah. But I just never got around to seeing it. And then by the time I was going to, Jeff said it sucked, so I saved my money. Well, what happened here is that we saw these like creepy visions of, you know, over and over again, there's like more and more crop circles, there's more aliens showing up. The kid's leaving glasses of water all over the house. Joaquin Phoenix is crazy. Well, he is, but I don't think that has to do with aliens. <laughs> but then the twist here is that the aliens are allergic to water. Ooh, Ooh what a twist. Yeah. You never saw this movie? No. Oh, wow. I saw, like, parts of it, and then I was like, why am I doing this to myself? So I don't know if you know this, but there's, there's water vapor in... The air right here, like right mm-hmm. between us. There's people that vape on Earth, too, Ew. that suck. Uh, the planet is like 90% water. People yeah. are mostly water. Right. So even being around us. So these aliens that come in highly advanced spaceships that don't wear any clothes, once, hey. they, get a li- once, once they get a little bit wet, they just they instantly get hurt. So they all start getting wet and they ran away. Um, yeah. Ooh, what a twist! No, that that doesn't make a lot of sense. I feel like you would know that about yourself before you went somewhere. Or, like, you would send out some scouts to, like, check out the environment first and be like, eh, maybe this isn't the best idea. There were some parts of this movie, though, that I, I thought were really creepy. It's like, until the final thing where it's like, swing away! And it's like, Mel Gibson's, like, late wife apparently told his kids in the past... That they're allergic to water and... Oh, God. 
Oh, yeah. So she was leaving glass of water all over the house. So Joaquin Phoenix, who was like a washed-up baseball player, could just swing the bat at the cups of water to hit the aliens. You never wow, saw that? Wow, that sounds like a really demented, like, game that people would play in, like, one of those crazy hillbilly, like, family fair things. Like, <laughs> swing the bat at the glass of water and scare the crap out of kids. All right, so so you got me twice now, Shalama Lama. You know, you got me two, two times, and three. Well, we're gonna get there. I didn't say you got me the six, the sign uh, with uh, the sixth sense. I was okay with that. Okay. Unbreakable, you got me. Signs, you got me. Let's go for the third time in the village. So my friend Kim and I, um, we, we were driving to Philly from Bloomsburg uh, when when the village was out in the theater, and we were gonna go see it separately. And we were talking about how, like, great it looks, the monster was scary, we wanted to know everything about it, we were, like, terrified of it, we were like, this looks so awesome. So The Village has, uh, it came out in 2004, and it has a score of 43% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and it's got the first one of the double twists. No. So. When I saw this movie, my mom had bought the DVD, as she was wont to do when new movies came out at the Target, and I was home... Um, and I watched it, and I was so excited, because I was like, this is supposed to be so creepy, and I was totally into it, and then it got to the part when the stupid chick leaves the village, and gets picked up by, like, a van full of hippies, and I almost threw my parents' remote control across the room, because I was so angry at how stupid that is. And I was like, damn you, M. Night, Shlamalama Ding Dong. Damn you to hell. Yeah. Um, so, what the heck? So, we, we have two twists so now. Stupid. First twist is that it's in modern time, and they're not actually a village, which would have been awesome. It, it would have been cool if, there was a, if it, took, it didn't take place in modern time. And it would have been awesome if there was actually a monster. But it wasn't. It was just tools trying to scare young people by wearing dumb costumes and being jerks. We got sick of society, so we decided to make our own. And make our kids' lives suck because they have to live like Puritans and go in an outhouse. Who would choose that? Except for people in Lancaster. I don't know what to tell you about the Amish. The village was downright terrible. <laughs> Yes, they do. They actually do do a lot of coke. They almost do a lot of coke. How could you not? So Kim and I are like driving back to like Bloomsburg from Philly, and we're just like, it's just like silence. It's just like complete silence. We're like, well, that sucked. She's like, how is that so terrible? Yeah, it really sucked. It was such a stupid ending. I just no. But I didn't give up there. Oh, no. I did. I have not seen another one of these movies, but I know enough about... Oh, no. I have seen bits and pieces. I have. I did watch... Um, not the next one. One we're going to watch. We're going to talk about in a little bit here, though. I gave up. Now, when the next one was coming out, 2006, there was a guy at my work uh, who was who sat behind me, and he was very excited for this next movie. He changed like the background of both of his monitors to Lady in the Water backgrounds who's very excited for the movie. Uh, this Lady in the Water came out in um, 2006 as a 24%. And I'm going to have Kristen talk about this one because I didn't even bother. So I love me some Paul Giamatti. So I watched this one on cable, and you'd think that I'd learned my lesson. Dun, dun, dun. And parts of it were kind of pretty to watch. And I really like Paul Giamatti. And I'm, 
I always want to like Bryce Dallas Howard, but somehow she keeps being in movies. Oh, she was in that one too? I know she was in The Village. Scream and poke myself in the eyes. Yes, she was the lady that was in the water. Ah! But it was another pile of dog crap with a stupid ending. And basically the entire point of the story was that M. Night Shlaman Ding Dong is (laughs) the best writer ever, and he's a martyr for art, and he's going to write stories that change the world and make everybody into better people. And I was like, "Um, (gasps) you don't get to decide that as a writer. (laughs) Other people decide that your stories are meaningful and give them purpose. So what's the, what's the gimmick here? What's, what's the, what's the twist? No, the twist is that M. Night Shyamalan and Ding Dong made a movie about how much he wants to blow himself. Are you serious? Yes. Like how awesome he is. And, the critics agreed with me that that was the whole point of the movie. Are you serious? Him to just be like, I am so awesome. And not only, he like almost starred in this movie as like the writer that's a martyr. So that's like so corny. Like, you can have a cameo here and there, okay, fine. But like, you made yourself almost the star of this movie about how the writer is gonna change the world with his awesome art and he's like a martyr to everyone else that's mean to him. Nope. So, it sucked. Even though Paul Giamatti tried to resurrect it by being Paul Giamatti, uh, it didn't work. And then there were, like, these wolves that were made out of grass, and they, like, attacked people that went into this creepy pool in this, like, Philadelphia apartment complex at night. And I think that the wolves were a precursor to another horrible movie that came up next called The The Happening! Happening! The Happening came out in 2008. It has a score of 18%. Now, yeah. now there has been a, a long-standing joke between um, you know, <laughs> our good friend Casey. So much so that he sent me, you, some listeners may remember that he sent me a copy of The Happening. Was it for my birthday? Yeah. For my 37th birthday, Ooh. I received in the mail a copy of The Happening. It's still sitting in my office and still sealed. Uh, several years ago, maybe maybe 10 years by this point, uh, no, it can't be too... It came out in 2008. I, I want to say, like, 2009. I want to say eight years ago, I want to say Casey said it was so bad that he would buy us pizza and beer if we watched it with him. And I never took him up on that offer. Now I have my own copy. I'm just waiting for you to come to Philly. Yeah, Casey. Yeah! Well, I watched this movie because I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> and it was more... You're my best friend. Ridiculous and stupid. You're my best friend. Oh. Than I could have imagined in my worst, like, virus-induced hallucinations. Why don't you step through some of the things that you hate so much about this movie? Why don't you just tell us some of the scenes? Oh. What about, like, a little old lady? There's something a little old lady you want to talk about? I mean, there's, like, a little old lady that has this really creepy and stupid exchange with Mark Wahlberg where she's, like, trying to offer him something to eat and it didn't make any sense. And, like, Mark Wahlberg's acting in this. Like, the whole time, it seemed like everything he said, he was, like, asking a question. And he was, like, <laughs> super confused about what was going on. Which, hey, I'm right there with you, buddy. I didn't get it either. And then that Zoe Dachanel chick that my brother-in-law hates, like, she plays his love interest, and she just walks around, like, with some, like, some zombie cubie doll the whole time with these big blue eyes, like, you know, flapping her lashes at him. God knows what the heck the point of any of that was. And they're, like, 
People, like, the whole premise seemed really creepy, and the ads were really creepy. It's like people were randomly committing suicides. You were kind of like, whoa, what the hell is going on? Well, guess what? What? It was the plants. The plants? The plants made people kill themselves, because at the end of it, M. Ding-Dong plays, like, some guy on the news that knows all about the environment, because he can't resist putting himself in his own movies. Because he pretty much likes to, like, jacket on the screen at this point. He gives this whole soliloquy about how it was the Earth fighting back against us, harming it. And so the plants created magical pheromones that made people go cuckoo bananas and want to kill themselves. How that happened in a city makes no sense to me, because I can count the number of trees near the Comcast (laughs) Center. (laughs) So I don't know how strong those pheromones are supposed to be, but I don't think so. So the, I guess the whole movie that they're thinking is some kind of bioterrorist thing, but it's actually the Earth fighting back, or just people like Ooh, having twist. some sort of yeah mental instability. But instead, by the end of the movie, I was like, "Do I have a mental instability?" Because I keep watching these things and they're not getting better. So I I have caught bits and pieces of this on cable from time to time, where I'm like, I need like to kill like five minutes. I'll put it on just to see how bad it is. And it's always been bad where I put it on, but I've never paid enough attention to it. No. Um, now, this next movie, I don't think you... Did you ever see this next one? No, that's I don't one I know, didn't. I don't know yeah. anyone who's seen this now. Based on a Nickelodeon kid show, he made a movie for Avatar The Last Airbender, but dropped the Avatar off of it because of the movie Avatar that came out around the same time. Right, which made a lot more money than... <laughs> <laughs> And, like, six sequels that are coming out in, like, five years. So that was 2010. This score is a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, uh, yeah. You couldn't even get me this time. Shlam, lam, ding, dong. So I don't know anyone who saw this. I had trouble finding the twist on it, the gimmick on it. And you know what? I don't really... I don't I, I don't the, care. the gimmick was that it sucked so much worse than the cartoon that all these people loved that they were, like, shocked. <laughs> that was the twist. And it also had that goofy guy from Twilight in it. That's, like, not a good actor at all. <laughs> With the wolf guy? <laughs> no, no, that guy's actually funny. No, oh. the guy that played, like, Jackson or something, and he's, uh, like, a singer. I don't know, but he's, like, very wooden. Uh, he really shouldn't act. Wooden. All right, anyway, so, on also, to the next pile of turds. Right, so also, <laughs> also in 2010, he put out a second movie. That's but right, he just now he's produced doing... this one or something. I don't know. He, if wrote, he wrote it. it. Did he write he it? Wrote it. He wrote it. I don't think he directed it. That's it. It's the first one on the list that he didn't direct. He didn't do everything. Hold on. Because he was writing, producing, and directing everything with the exception of The Sixth Sense mm-hmm. and this one. Okay. And some people did like this, but you don't like it. You don't like Devil because... Nah. Devil, it's your, the building you it work in. It looks like the building like, that I work in. Right, that they like the, totally ripped it off right. and made it seem like our elevators have the devil in them. Which, P.S., they don't. Philadelphia, be nice. Well, no, Philly's being nice. It's, it's, it's Sham and Lama, Lama Dama, Ding Dong. How do you say Ding Dong. This movie scored a 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's the first time we're going up. We're going up from six. Hey, once you hit bottom there, buddy. I guess so. And and it's about the devil, which people like the devil, I guess. So, so what's the they twist? They shouldn't like this movie. Ooh, what a twist. So the whole thing is like some dude doing a voiceover, and it's supposed to be like him talking about how his grandma had this 
theory that, like, the devil would come after somebody committed suicide and, like, take the lives of a bunch of other people that were sinners by, like, cornering them somewhere where they couldn't get out. So, whatever. I don't know what the heck the point of any of that crap was. But basically, it's, like, these chodes, they're stuck on an elevator after some dude, like, takes a flying leap out of a window of a high-rise, which I'm sure has actually happened in Philly. I actually know it has. Um, I don't think the window's open in that building. Not in our building, no. no. But people have jumped off of high-rises in Philly. Um, but in this case... I think that's every city. Chodes get yeah. stuck in the elevator... And one of the people in the elevator is the devil, the devil. But the whole time they're trying to figure out, like, is it really the devil or is it just, like, weird stuff that's happening? But it keeps getting, like, weirder. Like, the people keep dying. So, like, each person on the elevator dies, 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 dies. And then there's, like, this little old lady wait, left. Wait, 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 Are there, like, dead bodies in the elevator with them? Yeah. Well, not when it stops. Like, the elevator gets stuck between floors, and they can't move it. So people try to move it, and the people that try to move it get killed. And then the people in the elevator start dying one at a time. So where do the bodies go? And the, they're in the elevator. Oh. Like, dead people in an elevator. Oh. And the one is, like, this old lady who you think is dead, but then she's not dead! She comes back at the end, and she's the devil! But before she can kill the last guy... He admits to his sin, oh, so there's, like, all Catholic overtones, I guess. So the devil can't kill him. And then the devil gets really pissed, like Rumpelstiltskin, but it's an old lady, and it was really cheesy. And, uh, the guy gets to, like, go and apologize to the person whose life he ruined by, uh, you know, drinking and driving. And the moral of the story is that if the devil exists, then so does God. <laughs> just kidding. Screw I just, this. I just felt like uh, yeah. it needed one of those sinister, cheesy laughs. I'm like, so appalled I can't even laugh with you. I mean, it was one of those movies where you watch it and you're like, really? 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 Did someone like play this in Catholic school to make everyone feel like crap? Alright, so the next movie we're going to talk about is After Earth. I did not see this. No, I did. So I can talk about this one. So okay. I was going, going to... Mm-hmm. I was going to see this in the theater. I was I was going to do it. It came out the summer that um, you know before Logan was born, mm-hmm. and I, I I was going to do it. I was pretty amped. And then like the first reviews like rolled out, and I was like, "Whoop, gonna skip that one." So it does have a eleven percent. After Earth came out in two thousand thirteen, so that's an eleven percent. That's also you know. So we're we're back down from the from the devil days here. So the thing here is. Um, I love a good, like, um, you know, apocalyptic story. Mm-hmm. They're apparently, you know, they're, they they live in space somewhere else, and they were coming back to Earth, and everything that's left on Earth... Will Smith and his son! Yeah. How cute is that? So everything on Earth that's left there are, like, you know, predatorial creatures that, that are pretty much bred to kill humans, they say. So they were going to, to capture something and, and, and bring it back to um, whatever planet they're, they're, like, living on. So... I was, you know, I, I thought the concept sounded good. And then as, you know, I started reading, like, the reviews and stuff like that, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to go see this. So, and then I watched it when it was on cable very recently, and it really, it is just a giant commercial for Scientology. Totes and the goats. It really is. And Will Smith is barely, he's really barely in it. He's like, he, he's, you know what he is? He's phoning it in. Yeah. He's seriously, like, he's sitting on the spaceship calling his son, like, over the space phone and telling him what to do the whole time. Taken three. Yeah. 
Phoning it in. Taking three. Phoning it in. So, um, <laughs> this movie was atrocious. The dialogue was so bad. It was terrible. I believe that. The twist was that his son had the power of the ranger all along. Neat. After so that power was... include turning the movie off. <laughs> the dad kept telling me he didn't have it. He had it. Whoa! Wow. It was terrible. <laughs> now, The Visit has a score of 72% of Rotten Tomatoes. And you've seen The Visit, right? Yes. I've seen the last two of these as well. Um, Go for it. Yeah, The Visit. So, it. I finally I decided I was going to give him one more chance, because God knows why. I why? Keep doing it. <laughs> I keep doing it. I don't know why. It's like, you like, it's to like how sometimes yourself, I'll drink a glass of red wine and have some chocolate, even though I know it makes my stomach really angry at me. I still do it. I don't know why. It's just one of those things. So I watched it, and I was like, okay, finally this one's going to be creepy, right? Because the ads look pretty creepy. Our friend Casey even said he thought it was a little creepy. And my sister thought it was a little creepy. So I will say that the old lady on the videos that the kids take, she is actually really scary. Like, that part of the movie I was like, okay, that's some jacked up motherfucking right there. So bleep, bleep, bleep. But... The, the most horrible thing about this movie is that there's this little douchey white guy, white kid, who's like a tween, and he raps. But his He's raps terrible. suck so bad. They don't rhyme, and they don't have rhythm. Why is he rapping? I don't know, but it's so horrible, and I like wanted to like throw him out a window every time he started rapping. And my brother-in-law and I were making fun of him last weekend, because we were both like, that kid's the worst thing ever. And I wish that Someone would have killed him, but they didn't. But it is really cool when the old grandpa stuffs his diaper in his face. <laughs> Even though it's supposed to be really scary, I was like, thank God they shut that kid up. Um, so yeah, this movie was pretty crappy. Um, it's supposed to be about these kids going to visit their grandparents, but their mom's like an idiot and doesn't talk to her parents at all and doesn't like go with her kids to make sure that the people that pick them up are actually her parents, because P.S. they're not. <gasps> Um, what a twist! What are they? They're crazies that escaped from a mental asylum and killed their grandparents and are pretending to be them. Whoa! But the kids live to rap another day. Boo! Yep. Yeah, that's what I said at the end of this movie. I was like, <gasps> that sounds horrible. It really was. Except the only thing good about that movie was how scary the grandma was on the videos because she was really creepy and weird. But otherwise, so, it was so the grandma in the a video, giant pile of crap like the what was in that old man's diaper that he put in the kid's face. It's <laughs> awesome. So let me get this right. So there's a video of an old woman. Yeah, because at night she like sleepwalks or something or does weird stuff. So the one kid, the daughter, has like a video camera. Okay, I thought it was like a, like a home movie they tossed it around. I'm like that doesn't no, make any sense. Okay, she, she so had, they took a video of her sleepwalking. Yeah, because she's cray cray. She doing weird, and she does like weird stuff. Like she walks around with like a big carving knife and makes cuckoo banana faces and like shrieks and wails and walks around naked and humps things. Like it's very disturbing. The That's grandma. creepy. That part is really creepy. I'm yeah. not saying that part's not, but the rest of the movie is like. <gasps> Nice. That rapping kid is like the worst thing ever. That sounds. You terrible. keep hoping that he, this rap is gonna rhyme or like actually be cool, and it never is. <laughs> oh, hey, wait! Almost like all these movies, you hope they're gonna be cool. You hope they're gonna be great, basically. And they're not. I'm like fun. 
Like, I know some white people can rap, like Eminem, but not this kid. Nope. No. It's like when, it's like when little kids, like, try to write poetry, and you, like, read it, and you're, like, hoping that it's gonna be good, except it's a teenager, so it's even more annoying, and you're like, no, no, Johnny, this is not a talent that you have. <laughs> Anywho. This brings us to our final M. Night Banana Split. <laughs> More like cuckoo banana split. Split has a score of 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it came well, out last year, 2016. Fine. I watched this one, too, because all these people at work kept telling me that it was really good. Everyone tells me chance. I should watch this. He's back. He's making great movies again. Listen, James McAvoy is a really good actor, and I thought he did a really good job. He's not even that great of an actor. No. He's, he's not, not like he's not as good as Edward Norton in Primal Fear. Oh, there you go. But he still did a good job. And that like creepy chick that was in that weird movie where she has like a shaved head and is supposed to be like created in a test tube or whatever. What was that weird movie we watched? I think it was Splice? Mm-mm, no. Morgan? Yeah. Ah. She's in it, so yippity doo. Now she's supposed to be like a normal person, but I kept thinking she was gonna like eat someone. Um Anyway, so he's like this guy that has a bunch of personalities, but I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I watched it twice because I was like, okay, maybe I missed something the first time. Because you, you But do- I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of awesome. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> no. So he has a girl like kidnapped and is like, is like. Philly Rohom, right? He kidnaps three girls. Okay. And he has them like it's not. It's actually in the in the bottom of a zoo or some crap. Because he like works in a zoo. Okay. And so the whole thing is that he has like all these multiple personalities and he's going to see his doctor and like she knows he has a bunch of personalities and some of them are dangerous and some of them are not, but she kinda gets it that he's pretending to be one of his not dangerous personalities, but one of the other ones has taken over. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. Look, all no, I've no, watched, no. I'm following you so far. Okay. I've watched so many Lifetime movies. Like this is such a trope, and it's corny. <laughs> really like you know the the chances of people having actual split personality disorder are so like few and far between, and it's never the way that they depict it in movies. So that's kind of annoying. I'm kind of I'm kind of annoyed with how M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong is like exploiting mental health issues in his movies lately. But anyway, um. He's got multiple personality disorder, but then at the end of it, like, his multiple personalities also incorporate zoo animals, so he can, like, eat people without getting sick and climb on walls and, like, growl like a tiger. That's horrible. And then at the end of it, it's, like, saying how he's just, like, this other guy who was magical because all of his bones broke. And then it's like, everyone's like, oh, who was that guy? I forget whatever his name was. And then they turn around and Bruce Wells is like eating eggs at a diner. And he's like, Mr. Glass. And they're like, oh yeah, Mr. Glass. I remember that guy. And they're like, oh, we're going to call this guy Legion. Because he has like a legion of voices. So I was like, okay, so what? So I don't, I still don't understand. And I've been talking to other people about it. Like, they felt like the twist was that, 
Bruce Willis was in the end. But I felt like they were trying to say that maybe he wasn't, he didn't actually have multiple personality disorder. Instead, he was, like, kind of like the X-Men that could, like, take powers from people that they met and incorporate them into themselves. But people are telling me they don't think that's what he's doing, but I was like, but then why is there the whole superhero thing at the end? Because shouldn't that be a superpower and not, the, like, a who's, mental Who stops him, though? Who stops the bad guy? No, he gets away or something. Yeah, he gets away. He gets away, because they're setting it up to, like, make a sequel. Oh. I thought from what people told me is that Bruce Willis stops him. No, Bruce Willis just shows up at the end and is like... I'm eating Mr. eggs. Glass. I'm eating eggs. I'm clearly gonna have to fight this guy in the next movie. Split two. Electric More boogaloo. Banana splits. Yeah. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. Pretty much. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm right about the ending, and it was supposed to be more interesting than people thought. But if people were really that impressed that like the twist ending was just that Bruce Willis showed up, like. Okay, guys. But this guy, he's been talking about making um, an Unbreakable sequel for, like, ten years. Because he's curious where the characters are. And everyone else is like, just just stop making movies, bro. So the next movie's called Glass. That's coming out. And I... Cool? (laughs) I think, think unfortunately, or fortunately, I think this would be a big hit. (sighs) Probably. I think That's just what I get. For wanting I, more out of my stories. <laughs> Aww. Sounds like such a down note. Mm, nah. You know I'm going to watch it. Because I can't help myself. Never in the theater, though. No. No way. Nope. Nope. I wait till they're out on DVD or on demand. You get like, like four, four theater movies a year. Now there's three Marvel movies a year and a Star Wars movie. So Yep, that's it. That's it. Nope, I haven't paid to watch the last several Shyamalama Ding Dong movies. The Village. <gasps> Wait, no, I did pay to watch Split. Damn it! You paid to watch Split? Wait, I forget. Maybe I didn't. I know it's on On Demand. I, I forget if it was like on a free station or not. Usually when you watch something twice like that you usually is when you pay to rent it. Yeah, or if I just like didn't it. It's been out it. for about a year, though, so maybe... Eh, I'll go investigate my cable bill. But in any event, I try not to pay to see his movies. <laughs> because invariably I am deeply disappointed. It's kinda like it's kinda like when you go when you're like a teenager and you go and like buy a pint of Ben and Jerry's and you like eat it and you're like, This is gonna be so great and then you get to the end and you're like, Why did I do that? Why did I do that? I didn't need to do that. There are so many other things I could have done with my afternoon. Yes, teenager. Except that at least when you eat Ben and Jerry's, it tastes good. <laughs> These movies have been uh, atrocious <laughs> to watch, to talk about, to everything. And the, we used to positive podcast. This is like our third one this year where we're just like blatantly like, this is terrible. Nah. <laughs> we're still laughing. So, whatever. Hey, guys, maybe you have some insight as to, you know, why these movies are enjoyable. Maybe you have, you know, some clever way of looking at them that might make them not suck. I've heard that there are theories out there that make The Phantom Menace not suck. I don't think I buy into that, but I'm happy (laughs) to hear you out. Um, But, uh, yeah, until the next M. Night Shalom Loma Ding Dong movie comes out, I'll be, uh... 
watching things that don't suck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So remember, just uh, just a kind reminder that, that we will be at Chessie Con this November. Chessie Con! In Timonium. Timonium, Timonium. Maryland. So check it out. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. There's games, there's writers, there's workshops, there's... There's people selling fun things. Like us, selling our books. Yes, prison Prisoned! People selling uh, fudge, spices, pins, Those, other things. Um, fudge was really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People uh, play, like, playing games, people doing cosplay. Yeah. Fun stuff. Children hanging out. Mm, some some children are vendors, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, that should be fun, but you can go to our website, prisondad.com, find out more information about that. Find out more information about our books, our other podcasts, our free stories, our character bios. Oh, what else is on there? Mm, Things. Stuff. Yeah. All right, well, we hope you find some better movies to watch than the ones we just crabbed about. Yeah, and if you do, uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter at... uh, (laughs) At, uh, I don't post enough stuff on at last gum. (laughs) Um, Or uh, write something on our fun page on Facebook. Or, uh, you know, hit us up on our uh, website. Yeah. Send us an email. Have a good week. May the force be with you.